0: This is the Blackout Podcast. Uh, Welcome to the Blackout Podcast, where we talk about real life, artist creativity and we peel off the surface and today i'm talking to an awesome artist uh, just a generally great human being oh, wow. that's, that's responsible for all the amazing artwork around vandal so every time you're standing outside in line you know and you're admiring the beautiful work she's responsible and she's Jessie. Yes, <laughs> you want to tell us a little bit about yourself, Jesse?
1: All right, um, I'm from originally from BC, moved here to go to Nascat because I, I don't know, didn't really want to go to Emily Carr, but um, yeah, I came all the way down here. I am a monster illustrator by I don't know by passion, but um, come down here, I got to meet with Nicole Tufts, and we just got to have the weirdest, most interesting uh, first interview ever, and then it. Very very quickly devolved into, hey, you draw stuff? That's really really cool. Can you draw me some weird things? Yeah, let's let's get weird. <laughs> so uh, it, that's really really more or less my come to be. Just moving here and then just meeting with lots of really cool creative people.
0: Yeah. Um, how did you even start drawing?
1: How did I start drawing? Mm. Well, I remember there was this one point when I was like, I want to say. Eight, eight, nine, and I was watching, like, Pokemon, and I didn't really realize that people drew Pokemon. I th- I just thought it was just a cartoon. And then I realized after, you know, looking through, you know, Legend of Zelda books, looking through Final Fantasy, that, oh, wait, this is actually a job. Oh. Oh, that's really cool. I can draw fantasy characters? That's really cool. <laughs> so then I went pretty hardcore into uh, drawing lots of fantasy. One of my biggest inspiration probably was Zelda and Dragonheart.
0: Oh, okay. <laughs> Yeah. And um, so you started drawing. When did you decide you were actually going to go and study this?
1: Oh, boy, that's that's a big can of worms. I think more or less the big decision was halfway through middle school, where I got to speak to not only going into high school, I got to meet Chris Eucroth, which he did have his own um His own art following, he did most like a majority of sports things, but uh, getting to meet lots of my uh, creative friends that, um, unfortunately, not as much in contact anymore because, you know, there's middle school and moving across the country is a little bit wild, but Mm. getting to meet a bunch of like-minded artists, it kind of like brought to light that I could actually maybe get this as a career, especially in the video game world,
0: which is really exciting. (laughs) And what video games did you start playing?
1: Uh, The first games, probably, of course, Zelda, Final Fantasy. Those are my two big ones, especially since my biggest interest are uh, creature and monster design, Mm. which is why now I'm a little bit working into From Software's works, which uh, some of their notable titles would be like Bloodborne and Demon's Souls. They have pretty scary, scary spooky
0: boys. (laughs) Do you you ever create your own... Do you remember the first original monster you created?
1: Oh, first original monster that I created oh boy um I remember for a good chunk of my preteen life I did lots of actually uh it was more towards gore where I would draw lots of like my grandma got me into uh anatomical books
0: so uh let's just yeah thanks grandma
1: thanks grandma kafka i love you um but yeah she got me into that let's just say i had a lot of middle school teachers be like oh are you you okay and i'm like yeah yeah no I, i really really like the human body i really like biology and they're just like oh boy that's a that's a little bit a little bit too much for you know a 13 year old to be drawn but you know i got there which was pretty good but i'm pretty sure my first Creature, first thing, was a utilities made out of human body parts. What? Yeah. So, like, yeah. What, what, what things would you... Like, for example, like, a, a backpack, which would be... Um, the big casing would be the ribcage. And then you would have the diaphragm underneath the, the ribcage, which usually holds in all the rest of your stuff. And, like, keeps your organs separate from your ribcage, so... That would be the bottom part of it, some muscle flaps, <laughs> some eyeballs, maybe some retractable arms and legs just because I wanted to run it around. Who knows? So, you know. Okay, <laughs> well. Okay.
0: Did you color them too, or was it black and white?
1: Um, I did color them when I was a kiddo, but it was like more or less just like pencil crayons like uh, that until okay. I started tiptoeing into the digital world.
0: When did that start? That
1: was probably second year high school. Mm-hmm. And that's when I got my first well I had my like own computer stuff but that's when I got my first tablet which was a, a Wacom tablet and mm. I got into Bamboo and that was Was that? Uh Bamboo is one of the um Wacom has Intuos now and they had a previous brand which was called Bamboo mm. and I had a Bamboo Touch that was where it was at as a kid before they had those those dang fangled syntiques you know
0: <laughs> And what would you um what would you draw on your on your uh tablet
1: on my tablet uh at first it was lots of like fan art fan work and then of course it started turning into commissions which is pretty cool lots of oh, stuff wow. that yeah yeah I did a little bit of like commission work when I was a kid but like none of it was like paid for like real money of course it was like <laughs> I was like on a cool website where uh, you had your own avatars and you could actually draw the people's characters and I got like virtual money mm. which then more or less like as in like an adult now well semi-adult, I want to say, when I was 17, 18, that's when I started doing like freelance, like, cash money.
0: (laughs) Cash money! Uh, Do you remember the very first thing you got paid for? Oh, the very
1: first thing that I got paid for. Oh, boy. (coughs) Hmm. That's a very, very interesting question. Mm -hmm. Oh, boy. I think the first thing I got paid for...
0: (coughs) Oh, there's a lot of things that I (laughs)
1: nothing crazy, but I will say I've definitely, it was probably my friend's character, actually. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, like I do lots of stuff for people's like, more or less, like, not their comics, but my buddy wanted to make a comic with me. Which was, we kind of first started, we made a bunch of characters, and then it didn't really go from there, because going into drawing your own comics, see, that's when you're starting to do, like, ten finished photos per page which then payment was wasn't really exactly betterly worked out cuz
0: were you going to work on it together oh yeah. did he oh okay yeah, together yeah yeah
1: he was going to be the uh, the writer, like writer and he mostly had all the writer and he tried to do some of the the thumbnails which is a, a preliminary like a layout for most like whether it's a uh, graphic work whether it's like storyboards or comics which are essentially just a storyboards which is pretty cool mm. but uh it became two time and like a very very what time, was time uh, that was in second year you uh oh, high school so here second year high school not university oh, 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 okay um if you want to talk about the one of the first things that was paid here in halifax woo, <laughs> it was, was it was a uh a metal poster like oh, a, yeah, it for was a, a band? for a band uh, called f- Forty. No, twenty minutes to five. It was four twenty. Nope, forty forty minutes to five. There yeah. we go. Four twenty, and uh, they got me drawing a wizard using a zombie's head as if it was a bong. <laughs>
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> that was very interesting very did, very cool was,
0: did they ask for it was a consulting process or they had that image in mind already on their mind
1: uh it was actually already in their mind they gave me a like a loose base sketch and they're like this is what i'm looking for and i'm like okay sick and then i drew it up for them and they're like awesome oh i didn't realize i'd have to pay for this much for this and i was like oh, how much were you thinking he's like "Oh, twenty dollars." Ah! and i was like $20 in a ticket, bud. Okay. Oh. And he wanted me to color it too. And I was like, no, 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 buddy.
0: Well, how long ago was this?
1: Uh, that was second year university, which yeah. was, it wasn't, it was a few years ago, which is, you know, not bad. Yeah, but
0: still 20 bucks for that. 20
1: bucks. Yeah. But um, uh, unfortunately, lots of the things that I have been finding today with uh, like the art economy online, especially is that there isn't really a consistent base price that you can start at because you hear, you know, you'll have some people who don't use art for their full-time job, and there's like 20 bucks for a full body. Mm. And I'm like, a full body that's, you know, outlines, revisions, line art, your full color, your shades, maybe some blending. So I'm just like, hmm, hmm, that's about, you know at least $100. But lots of people, since they're selling them for $10 a piece, lots of the people who are selling commissions often undercut themselves just because... They need to sell. They need to get into the... more or less keep up with the art economy, but also at the same time kind of, like, dispel that myth.
0: But then, there are people that sell those prints for super expensive prices. So how... How I those? Is it a question that those ones are known?
1: Yeah, lots of it's uh, based upon like how well you're known, and also like how much demand you have. So it's like some of my favorite artists, like they can sell one print for like a hundred bucks for just just one print. But lots of that stuff does go into labor versus, or if you have it, if it has like um gold foil, like foil on it, if it has like silver foil on it. What are those? Which is. It's actually super fancy. It's super cool. So, essentially, when uh, you put gold foil on any sort of, like, artwork, it's like you actually get sheets of, like, real gold. And you put it right on the picture. You not really iron it on. It's more or less, it gets stuck to the the image. I think you have to use water. I'm not 100% sure, because I haven't used it yet, Mm because I just use gold pens for the moment. But um, for the most part, you just peel it. It just peels right off of the picture, which is really cool. But it it makes an amazing, amazing effect. It's gorgeous,
0: okay so they they make these gold and silver things, and they get to price it higher than yeah,
1: often uh, lots of the people when you're doing like pricing for like commissions that you would charge per not only hour but of course like with supplies, which is why a little bit things are a little bit weird when you talk about pricing for digital art because you know technically you don't have supplies Mm. but you still have you know all the hours that you do put into it so lots of the time there's a little still a little bit of a discourse a little bit of a like conversation a little bit of battling for like prices but again that just goes back to like how well known you are Mm. and like also sometimes you can charge based upon like how fast you work because there's some artists that i know that can pump out and amazing, like, high-quality work in just an hour. What?
0: Yeah. yeah. All on the computer, though? Yeah, right? just
1: on the computer. But lots of it's, like, to do with, like, lots of hotkeys and shortcuts and stuff like that. Like, some people have uh, certain brushes that are optimized to their style,
0: mm.
1: which is, like, again, with, a, with digital medium, it gets a little bit crazy. Sometimes you have you'll have one brush that will take your main color and blend it all the way across. And then of course there's ones that only blend it just a little bit far. It just depends on how much persistence or how much dilution you have in in your uh, in your work in your brushes.
0: Mm. Just do you ever create your own brushes? Yes, brushes
1: <laughs> are definitely a good thing to kind of get into mm. learning how to make because. Um, Lots of the time you're able to purchase brushes off of, like, Photoshop and, like, all those, like, sites. And some people actually do have their own packages of brushes that you can use. But that's also... You have to be a little bit careful with using other people's brushes because technically they are copyrighted still. Mm. So unless you purchase them, like, monetarily, which would go into the commission prices if you have to buy a brush. Mm. But um, making your own brushes just means that you can 100% utilize your... Mark making, as well as just get the look and image that you want, because based upon certain brushes, you can have different textures per brushes.
0: Yeah,
1: very yeah, interesting.
0: I, 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 yeah. the thing about
1: so what what do you use Photoshop or I use Paint Tool Sai actually. What was that? Um, Paint Tool Sai is a Japanese like program that they do have some English ports now. It is more intuitive towards illustration versus uh. what I find Photoshop is because Photoshop is. All-encompassing. There's a lot of things you can do with Photoshop, like besides just painting and photo editing, because then you can get some into curves, which is like wild and vector and stuff like that. Which some people do prefer to work in vector, just because you can scale up the picture you
0: want.
1: how big you want or how small you want. And you won't get a pixelation, which yeah. is incredible.
0: Yeah, I know. <laughs> I know. And, and I, whenever I tell ask someone for a photo, I'm like, just give me the biggest size, because if I stretch it it's gonna look funny Mm -hmm, so mm -hmm. yeah it's great to have vectors where you can stretch it however you want um and tell me about this japanese thing i've never heard of it oh yeah Yeah. no uh, there's there's lots of
1: like really amazing um painting programs you can use like lots of people are starting to go towards open canvas studio which was formerly called manga studio where they do have their own built-in perspective tools which is very very useful if especially if you can't put like a a ruler on your your computer screen you can press like shift keys but certain programs don't have the intuitive tools that uh photoshop does which is Mm. why photoshop's amazing (laughs) photoshop's super cool you can like you know do some cool shortcuts where if you click here you press shift then you hold it and you click over somewhere else straight line amazing amazing
0: but Paint Tool Sai doesn't do that, so unfortunately... So when you draw straight lines, you're actually drawing them out?
1: Uh, for the most part, when you're using straight lines and that, they do have a line drawing tool, but you have to kind of eyeball. Eyeball whether if it's straight or not. And for the <laughs> most part, doing it enough, you do kind of get an idea, but it's more or less just using other points of your canvas as like reference points.
0: Mm, so what tools do you use to work on Wait, now.
1: with now? With now? Well, besides Paint Tool Sai, I do have like at least three or four brushes that I like to rotate in but it depends on i don't know what look I'm trying to get for my images but um primarily right now I do work in multiple layers just so that I can have most of my colors separate if I especially if I need to do any sort of like hue adjustments what it is um sometimes, depending on the type of computer screen you have, sometimes you'll have a different light output coming out of your screen, so I know when I first started my digital work I had too much blue coming out of my screen, and what happens with blue is that it neutralizes uh, it neutralizes orange which made one of my pictures of a white guy look like Donald Trump (laughs) Yeah, I was like, oh, yeah, I, I finished my picture. And then I put it on my phone because, like, most phones have, like, a better white balance just because, you know, people are looking at them several times a day and it has, like, a lot more, like, just better pixels. Mm. But, um, yeah, I looked at it on my phone and I was like, oh, that guy's straight up orange. Oh, boy, okay, oops. So, yeah.
0: Uh, in that in case, how do you fix it?
1: Um, how would I fix it? Most of the time, uh, you would actually have to have a secondary um, computer screen, especially if you only have a laptop because laptops... Mm you can use, you can color correct them, especially if you have, like, an outsourced um, program, like Spider, for example, which is, like, a, a mount that you put on your screen. Oh, I've seen one yeah. of those! Yeah, yeah. and it, it just, depending on how much light you have in the room, and then also it, like, looks at your, the hues on your computer screen as well, just to, like, better adjust it so you can have, like, the most true color. Yeah. But even then, with laptops, you'd have to, like, change it
0: all the time. <laughs> I remember, I, remember uh, I was working as an editor at this museum and they have all this money, right? So mm-hmm. they had um, Best Buy's. What do they call their uh, technical something squad? Geek squad. Geek squad. They had yeah, the yeah. geek squad coming and color correct all the screens. It's a oh, ton of money, yeah. And all the the guy just put that anything on the screen and he pressed buttons and that was it and it was okay but I to me it didn't make sense to me because whatever I don't really color my images I just mm. use them as a come out but we had a graphic artist that was going nuts this oh, is the yeah. best thing that's happened since blah 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 so so yeah yeah I guess it's a big 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 deal when that oh, yeah, and oh yeah
1: no super big deal especially for uh, like most graphic artists because I know sometimes if you want to get really wild into mm. the color You actually get people to, like, hand you, like, the Pantones, where they will give you (laughs) the actual hex code, Oh, God. And then (laughs) you type in the hex code, you'll get the exact color, and you'll be like, you want Vandal green? This is Vandal green. That's all you're getting. (laughs) But, yeah, it's it's pretty interesting. And,
0: yeah, (laughs) so Vandal, how did I start?
1: Oh, boy. So I was actually at that point, when I was first started on with Vandals, I was working two creative jobs. I was working uh, Freak Lunchbox. I worked there for about three years. And then I was uh, finishing up, I think, eight months at Discovery Center. Actually,
0: there's reverse. So the first one was Discovery Center. How did that one start?
1: That one, um, I needed a second job when I was working at uh, Freak Lunchbox. So I jumped onto there. And uh, I knew somebody who already formerly worked there. And, you know, everything was cool. The, the The first few weeks when we first opened, it was really busy. So that was really fun, but, um during one of the actually fun story, one of the uh staff parties, I uh, brought one of my sketchbooks, and there was like, "Oh whoa, your front of your front desk, but you can draw that's crazy. uh, do you want to design some tote bags for us?" Mm. yeah, absolutely, <laughs> so, yeah, I got two tote bags in their store right now, which is pretty cute. that's cool, yeah, I'm really excited. I will be doing a third one for them, but uh right now, that's just in discussion because they want to figure out what. What, um, because like right now, the, the two bags that I have done are in reflection of two of the, the things that they have inside the center. So they're just trying to pick the third one.
0: Oh, okay. Right
1: now. So it's like there's lots of things. There's lots of things in there so far. So just awesome. betterly pointing me what they want to portray, which is pretty cool.
0: Okay. So then yeah. Freak Lounge Walk, Discovery Center, then Vandal.
1: And then Vandal. And it's been Vandal for quite some time. And how did that one come about? for that one um, when I was having my interview like we're just I just sat down just like point blank and it was probably the quickest interview that I've ever had Mm because uh, essentially the cool thing about vandal donuts is that they you know they they know that they can train workers that you just can't train personality because mm. the big thing that we do find in most of the successful businesses in Halifax is that you have big personalities so it's like thinking about how successful freak lunchbox is it's like lots of us there who did work there were super encouraged to get to know our customers super encouraged to you know chat have fun smile and you know just do just be a little bit weird <laughs> and lots of that you know you would have lots of repeat customers so lots of the time I just know lots of customers by name because there's like you seem really cool, you seem really fun. Mm. So coming from that creative place where you know it's like happy, happy, very creative. We all did all of our own candy signs there, which is really cool. Cool. I have a massive folder of them right now. <laughs> so uh, I, because I, I, need to bring them all home because I drew my cat on all of them. <laughs> but uh, so, anyways, uh, going there, having yeah. a cool inv- a conversation. The two things that stu- I think stuck out to Nicole was I'm a pretty cool illustrator. And I have this cat, and I'm really crazy about him. Yeah, your cat.
0: <laughs> yes, your cat has no hair.
1: No, he doesn't. <laughs> his name is Mortimer. <laughs> I call him Meh, and yeah, he's a a red and white sphinx. So essentially, yeah. he's so essentially what that means is that he's a orange tabby with no hair.
0: Yeah, and he has his own Instagram.
1: <laughs> yeah, his his Instagram is Prince Dorito Waft because he smells like Doritos. <laughs> When he gets dirty. he's How eating. long have you had him? Six years. Wow. I've had him since the beginning. <laughs> he's my son. There's times that I like. I think about him and I'm just like, oh, man. Yeah, he's he's six years old. I'm just like, he's going to die soon. I'm like, no, he's not going to die soon. But I'm just thinking about it already. I'm just like, oh, How no. long do
0: you live for?
1: Um, n- normal cat life, like anywhere from like 10 to 20 years. Yeah. Like I want to say like 15 years, if that. Yeah. I've had cats live 15 to 18 years, but... Okay. I know it's a little bit far, far away to think of But I'm like It's already been six years I'm like Oh my god But <laughs> well,
0: had an amazing time With uh, Mr. Mortimer
1: Mr. Mortimer Yep <laughs> I love him yeah,
0: I like a photo of him Where he has Like his uh, Winter coat
1: <laughs> Yeah
0: Yeah recently My friend gifted
1: him A full body sweater Yeah it goes around his front paws and his back paws, and it makes him look like a little snow leopard. <laughs> so I'm just like, look, look at my leopard, guys. So
0: it's cute. So so, and then um, you illustrated, and then you have Moriman. Mm-hmm. You got the job. Yeah. And then what was the first thing you drew for Vandal?
1: The first thing that I did for them actually, like, we're I was during the first week. It was wasn't super super busy. I was doing lots of just like pen sketches. The next thing you know, I was like, oh yeah, like I could probably do a logo for you guys. And they're like, what? Okay, well. Let's see what you can do. Mm. So I sat down and I did a sketch of a logo and I did, like, the general main digital part of it. Show them. They're just like, are you serious? <laughs> and I'm like, yeah. They're just like, oh, sick. Well, you know, this is really awesome. Do you mind if we use it for, you know, our logo? And I'm like, yeah, absolutely. I totally don't mind, like... That's what I'm here for. Sweet. But yeah, so um that was the first one. And then I did actually a series of more than six stickers. And the big one that really stuck is something that most people have seen is the little alien the inside alien of the donut. One, yeah, 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 yeah. We uh he his, he's affectionately named Cloybus.
0: <laughs> you named him.
1: Uh all of us named him. Uh, there was okay. a moment where we're all like just like discussing where I was like, oh yeah, like what? We need a name for this alien. <laughs> and then Cloibus
0: Came what was out of the it? idea behind the whole line? The whole
1: line of yeah. it, I think, like a uh, what Nicole Tufts like her idea of the whole company would be more or less like a uh, '80s hip hop, something like that. Oh, you know, okay. it's like you think all those like cool like little doodles in the marginalia and all that stuff. Like you're thinking about like lots of like fun Biggie Smalls, cool like graphic pop art, which is like really fun. So mm. I know right now we are. Currently on there's a little bit of a hold on our sign
0: because
1: because, <laughs> because. Halifax is going nuts for Vandal. Yeah, and we don't have any room to put up the sign because there's so many people in, in you yeah, know, it's, it's a little bit crazy.
0: <laughs> yeah. I remember I, I was asking you to on the podcast and you said you had to actually do some painting. Of the yeah. What were you guys before by... Um,
1: Yeah, we were up by Gus's pub before. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. um, I know for them, it's like we didn't really have too much like freedom with painting You know, on the inside, but, like, since with uh, us partnering with the the folks who own the 244, we have had 110%, like, freedom. Mm. Like, the mural on the outside of the building is gorgeous. Hunter's incredible. Which of those ones have you done? The the mural on the out of it is actually all done by this fellow named Hunter. Mm. I've done the, the sign that hasn't been hung up yet. That one is still... It's in... It's drying. It's drying. I'm not sure. I'm not sure what's going on with that, but I'm pretty sure, hopefully soon. Hopefully soon. So people, I mean, people know who we are when they walk and they see the big donut thing that I see people take pictures in front of. That's...
0: All the time. I mean, I take, I take pictures. I I just, it's not actually far from the studio, so... Yeah, yeah.
1: yeah. It's super, super close, you lucky duck.
0: (laughs) Get donuts anytime. I mean... Yeah, well, if, even... Everyone says, um... (laughs) Oh no, we're gonna get donuts. You have to put that in plan. You know the thing that actually shocked me was people were out in the. It was a snow day, and people were out lining up to get the donuts. Yeah, and two of our two big snow
1: days, we definitely did. But um, I will say that actually yesterday during that big snowstorm, Mm. we had a massive turnout because all of our proceeds were going to the Barho family. Yeah, yeah,
0: Yeah. I saw that. I saw that one. I mean, it's kind of that's just. Super sad.
1: Incredibly sad. Like, I cannot imagine, as a parent, losing a child before your time. So, it's like, I, my heart only aches for him. And I've heard that some of his family is going to be coming back over here. Like, they're going to be, what I heard is, like, pushed to the front. And they're going to, he's going to have, he's going to be surrounded by loved ones. And I'm very happy about that, because...
0: Yeah, I mean... Wow.
1: terrible tragedy but i terrible. guess you know yeah.
0: it just it just shows one thing i love about halifax i'm an immigrant here myself and i've just lived here a few years and i feel super welcome mm-hmm. i feel like i can reach out to people to ask for for yeah. things i and, agree and when this tragedy happened the way everybody else came together all the pretty much all the businesses in the yeah. city did something
1: on top so, of a Kickstarter. Yeah, yeah, on top so of like, that. So, like, on yeah. top of that, like, it's incredible to see how much love there is in this community. Mm. Which is, like, I I have found, because, you know, coming from BC, I will say that most of the people I do meet here, you just strike up a conversation right on the corner of the street, and mm. everybody's so lovely. So friendly, and I yeah. really, really like it.
0: <laughs> That's the thing—you actually switch coasts. I mean, you could yeah. have gone to pretty much any school before Nascat. Was this something that pulled you to Nascat?
1: One of the big things that pulled me to Nascat is that I looked at their website, mm. and they had like lots of like really cool like um, sculptures on it, lots of cool art pieces. Because one of the big things that I did over in BC is that during my last two years at in high school, we did these big university trips where we would go to a bunch of the universities on the island and, uh, on the mainland, and we would just, you know, ask questions, see what we want, and I did get to see a few of the art places there, but unfortunately, lots of them were just, like, very either weirdly positioned, weirdly placed, and lots of them were, like, very, like, only traditional art, only oil painting, do lots of still lifes. And I'm like, what about game development? And they're just like, not real art. <clears throat> <laughs> and I'm like, okay, that's fine, that's okay. But uh, yeah, so coming to NASCAD was more or less that uh, they had like a lot of like more expressive art and very, very interesting subject matter that, for the most part, after going to NASCAD, you do have a big choice of what you want to do mm. within boundaries. Uh. <laughs> You know, what boundaries? Uh, Well, up until recently, NASCAD uh, is now a graded school, and it's no longer just a pass, high pass, low pass, or like, you know, just a, a fail. Mm. So lots of the times what they're doing is that they're trying to attach letter grades to... Artwork, which is a little bit hard. Yeah. Because, you know, there's certain people who have a certain style. Like, some people are a little bit more, like, illustrative versus the people who do more photorealism. Mm. So it's like, since there's such a big spectrum, everybody has to do the same assignment. So there's a little bit less freedom when it comes to doing, like, little, like, exercises. So that's crazy. That is the unfortunate part about NASCAD. Mm. That, uh, I remember one of my classes, I did seven self portraits, and I was like, oh, boy, I really don't like looking at myself anymore. (laughs) So uh, when we actually got the one moment where we got to paint one of our classmates, I was like, oh, yeah, what's up, buddy? I was so excited to do that. But, um, yeah, Mm -hmm. they teach you, like, a lot of really great building blocks Mm. towards, like, uh, doing what you want to do. But for the most part, lots of it is there's, depending on the people that you uh, get taught by, you do have a little bit of creative freedom. But for the most part, I found it was very suffocating there. Yeah. like lots of the time it's like hey this is what i did and they're just like no this is
0: Well you need to no
1: do. you're not doing that that's
0: no disgusting <laughs> i'm like okay you know it's kind of funny you have a different experience from what cassie had because yeah. so cassie um she was here on the podcast a few episodes ago, and she... I live uh, with her,
1: by the way. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. I live yeah, with yeah. her, yeah.
0: So, um, she came with a dragon, and she was actually marked for that. How, how you know, comp- I just felt she got marks for that, but you have to do particular things. Is because of yeah. the Top of cl- courses well, you took, or...?
1: The course that she probably brought the dragon from was it the little blue dragon? Mm. The stop-motion one?
0: No, 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 no. The
1: actual... Okay. Oh no! She oh, uh, the her independent study, yeah. which was Trico, yes, that one. Um, the independent study that she made her own puppet through was uh, like a course that she made up herself. Yeah, because uh, I did something similar, but I wasn't. It wasn't through puppetry. I had to learn Photoshop because there was no Photoshop classes inside of NASCAD.
0: So, what did you do for yours?
1: Um, I was learning all the Photoshop tools, and then I was getting some stuff together for Copernicus. Actually, at the time.
0: Oh, okay, okay. Yay! What did you submit today? Pardon? What did you supp- uh, submit to Copernicus? Because uh, that's a local animation yeah, yeah. studio Copernicus, in the city. Copernicus,
1: yeah, they're the local. Uh, one of the local yeah. um, companies right here. And more or less what I was trying to do is I was trying to beef up my background work because I know lots of the times they are looking for background artists. So I was just trying to just update so what's my... background work? Uh, background work is um, essentially one of the new cartoons that that's coming out by them is the Care Bears mm. reboot. So it's actually really, really cute, really exciting. So there's a few different... Um, departments that you get to work in when it comes to like most animation studios like there's a uh, layout mm. there's storyboarding then there's you know background i think it's there's background painting mm. and then of course there's animations and there's the tweening i think that's like another part there's, of course there's rigging but depending on what part or what kind of uh, animation you're doing okay. so rigging essentially is making a okay. skeleton for your animated doll so that you can make a move okay. yeah but, um, yeah, essentially what I was hoping to get into is either character design, background painting, or background layout, which is essentially just me making the layout look nice for the characters versus me painting the whole thing. So it's like they have a few different steps before okay. they have, like, a complete finalized piece, which is pretty cool.
0: Okay. Yeah. So are you, the the comic thing, what was, well, I mean, I, I know apart from you said one thing that kind of made you pull back on that was money. Yes. Yes. So, what if when you said money, what did you mean? Since it was your thing, right? Well, um, when it comes to doing like comic
1: work, especially if you're doing comic with a like a a comic book with somebody else, is that you have to realize that most comic artists get paid a hundred bucks or more per one page, Mm. just because um, depending on how many frames you have in your comic, you might have. Depending on how detailed, sometimes you'll have like just a person's like a profile and you will not have any background then you might have three panels that have full perspective full like full character shadows lots of crazy stuff so lots of that stuff does add up so when you think about how much you put into a big piece like a big comic strip yeah. you might have five complete finished like full background, full character pictures while well, you'll have like maybe three that are just like just the character mm. or just the eyes or just a door frame. So it's like when you think about how much time and money goes into that, you do have to either make sacrifices for your own career yeah. to make somebody's else dream come to life. Mm. Or you, you know, if you can have a little bit of both of you know being properly paid <laughs> as well as uh you know being able to have that much time, that'd, that'd be super awesome.
0: Okay, so so if you want to remain, so you say you had a story <laughs> about one of all these characters, and the, the movie you had the story from beginning to end, mm-hmm. and it's all great in your head, mm-hmm. w- what you need will just be time then,
1: yes, yeah, because I mean, um, if you Do thumbnails. Thumbnails don't have to be, like, detailed or pretty, because I remember one of the big assignments that we had in NASCAD is that we had to do 20 pages, 10 to 20 pages of a script, a movie script. And I remember I got to do, uh, I think it was 10 pages of the Fantastic Four. Uh I drew 115 pictures in an hour. What? Yeah. Oh, buddy. <laughs> some of them were just like really like neat. It's like a little little like stick figure. And I'm like, yeah, that's him. That's Ben. Yep. But uh, some of it was like, okay, well, you know, they say they want like an, a. Uh, there's certain shots where it's like very, very low camera and they shoot up. Mm-hmm. And there's some of them that are just like, you know, depending on where they want, like more or less the communication of the story. Because it's like if you want something that shows the whole floor plan, you have to have something that's very, very high. Mm-hmm. Different, different, weird stuff. Weird stuff. Wow. That was, it was, it was wild. So when you think about like lots of the preliminary stuff for like comic books or even for like designs, like you can get a bunch of easy sketches out very fast. Mm. Are they going to be good? <laughs> no. <laughs> no. But it's, it's pretty fun either way. Cause it's okay. like, you know, getting all your general ideas down, you're able to quickly move and like pick out ones that make the most sense. Yeah. And then, like, go into the second part, which is, like, usually, like, second drafts mm. before you do your final
0: draft. So, so if you decided to do this story, you do the thumbnails and the first one. And the final one, which is the actual comic, how long would that take? If you were working on your if own... If I was working on my own. Yeah. So, um,
1: I would probably give myself four. Okay, so if I don't have to do any color, that, that at least takes eight hours out of that. Mm. Um, If I'm just doing thumbnails and I'm doing uh, revisions and lines, I could expect maybe anywhere from, depending on how detailed from four to six hours for per page. Cause like, um, that's a course like with my speed though. Cause it's like, um, there's certain things that I can draw a lot faster, but if I have to do, of course, like a lot of backgrounds, it's like, that's going to take me a little bit of time Mm. just because, you know, you have to make sure things like look kind of believable Like, uh, certain spacings will definitely rip you right out of the, uh, like, the immersion if Mm -hmm. you, like, look at certain things. But um, for the most part, the cool thing about certain comics is that you can just allude to what you see in the background and not just do, like, a detailed picture mm. because depending on how much focus you want on the character you just want the lines only on the character oh. versus the, the background so wow. there's a lot of different styles some people go for when it comes to like comics like yeah. depends if you want like very very heavy lighting like very like yeah very dramatic lighting versus like shades cross hatchings and stuff like that
0: i was actually reading the other day that um the new have you seen the new spider-man
1: I haven't seen the new Spider Man yet, and I'm a failure. <laughs>
0: I love Marvel movies, when but are you um, see?
1: I want to see it very, very soon because okay. like, I've heard actually apparently per two minutes, I think was like two weeks. For an artist?
0: Like, yeah, like yeah. It, it was, it's just insane the hours they spent on that. And I was watching the thing and they were talking about cross hatching that thing. Yeah. I didn't even know what that was. They said they used that for the shadows. Oh,
1: okay. Because yeah. I I was actually wondering if they did any rotoscoping for it. All right.
0: Yeah, but they had um, at the points apparently they had 177 animators working on this film. Yes, Like crazy. <laughs> yes, yeah, no. But, but to be fair, that film is really, really good. Um, so here is the thing: Do you want to walk me through some of these guys? You <laughs> what's threw? up?
1: Absolutely. Yeah. I don't
0: really know where to start.
1: Anyway, I know one of the, the big boys right here that I'm very, very happy with is this guy. Who- which is uh, just essentially like one of my, my ideas of a monster is during a thing called Inktober. Oh,
0: oh yeah, yeah. So, yeah, yeah.
1: Inktober is essentially is when you're just doing some cool ink drawings for, for stuff. And this is just something that just came right out of the brain. So, is it and, uh, a dragon? Kind of. It's like. With, it's,
0: with hands for yeah. his mouth. Well, okay, so
1: I'll walk you through it. So, yeah, this yeah. is like the jaw of a horse around there. Yeah. This is a bunch of uh, human toes. Oh, good. And then there's a bunch of baby arms down here. <laughs> um, A really, really crazy antler. This is a, a lion's body. He has little human hands. Yo. And, of course, he has four Please. wings. And then the tail, I don't know what it is. It's just some cool fantasy stuff, you know?
0: <laughs> What's his name, oh honey? Um, He doesn't have
1: a name, not like right yet. But um, this is, pr- he's, he's he's a big boy. He's nice. It's nice. Very nice. Are you going to call it? Am I going to color it if I were to do it in in uh,
0: digitally absolutely? So uh, so now if you're going to make it digital, you'll scan it and take it into what? Um uh,
1: I would uh, yeah I would probably scan it and then I would take it into Paint Tool Sai but the thing is like with how big this guy is I would probably put more detail into it once I bring it digitally because there's only so much detail you can do with this small. Mm-hmm. But of course me scanning it up I'm going to be seeing uh, it like very very close up. So okay. I'd probably want to put a little bit of extra work in that maybe
0: cool 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 because
1: that little like meticulous like little detailed stuff is just tasty
0: so tasty how know, many like, sketchbooks
1: but... do you even have oh wait who is this guy I, uh, oh Mortimer my cat I oh, drew. him yeah, yeah. <laughs> like a little wizard I like him a lot it's uh because he's a little naked boy I like him a lot he's cute but um yeah uh I have many sketchbooks. I have actually probably never finished a sketchbook in my life. Oh, okay. I have never finished one because
0: like <laughs> so you just draw get to to a stage and just move on to the next yeah, one.
1: Basically, yeah. And then like I buy more sketchbooks and I'm like, oh yeah, what's up? I have more sketchbooks. And then I say, No, I never finished any of those either. And I'm like,
0: <sighs> Why 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 don't you finish one?
1: Um, it's I think lots of it's actually fear of success and the fear of failure. Oh. Huh. Um, there's a lot of stuff where sometimes when I get into sketchbooks is that i get this little idea in my brain is that everything in your sketchbook has to be a masterpiece okay so lots of that stuff i just either don't put stuff in a sketchbook or i just stay digital just because you know i can switch things up so 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 often so lots of it's like you know i'm worried that what i put in there is not going to be good enough for the sketchbook Uh. versus you know stuff that i already put in there you know it all is a cumulative hours that uh-huh. go towards you know me mastering my craft but i'm like i want to show people the best mm. so me having several sketchbooks means that i have several sketchbooks for me to do my preliminary sketches and do my planning mm. and my uh my composition plans before i put it into a new sketchbook oh, okay. where i'm
0: able to like make what it super guy? super
1: nice oh this guy is another inktober guy just, just a lot of wings, <laughs> just a lot of wings with eyeballs. Why
0: does it look like he has a mischievous plan?
1: Um, probably because he he does have a mischievous <laughs> plan. He's like,
0: hmm. Yeah.
1: <laughs> well, it's like I wanted it to be like a bunch of Raven wings and uh, coming from BC, one of the big uh, stories there is actually Cozaylor's story, oh, okay. where um, Raven. He's one of the biggest tricksters, and most mischievous boys in all the lands. He stole the sun. Okay. That's yeah, wild, man. He's done crazy things. <laughs> he actually uh, he influenced the tides to raise and fall because he was harassing a giant rock man in the ocean. Who is this person? This is Raven. He's being a dick. I've never ever had
0: well. Oh, I mean, another beastie boy. Yeah. Yeah. Still, that's cool. yeah. know like I this. Read yeah, that. there's
1: such incredible stories like from their their um from the culture because I know one of my biggest. One of my favorite stories is uh, the story of Tall the Witch. Tall the Witch is essentially the the cautionary tale that you would tell your kids. It's nighttime. Don't go outside. There's the witch out there. She's going to get you. And essentially she is like almost like Hansel and Gretel where, you know, she would take the kids who would come out of their houses. She would bring them in a snake basket like a basket made of woven well, well, out of snakes bring you all the way to her house and she'd be getting ready to cook you but essentially what happens with the kids is that they trick her they push her into the fire yeah. and then when she's burning up her body explodes into thousands thousands of mosquitoes <laughs> so that's where mosquitoes came from okay tall okay she's a bad lady but she's oh, cool
0: is this? what
1: this oh, this one
0: yeah
1: this guy right here I just uh I like to draw Scary Monsters. Yeah. And um, I was marathoning RuPaul's Drag Race. Oh. One of my favorite things to watch. As we always do. As you do. <laughs> and uh, the the woman depicted in here is Miss Fame. I want to draw her because she had a really cool rooster tattoo. And she's like, I really like roosters. I'm just like, my girl. My girl. <laughs> so uh, I actually tweeted that at her, added at her, and she commented back. Sweet. So now, one of my big goals is I want to, I want to get a repost from one of the queens. Okay. I know Manila's coming here. <laughs> Vandal Don's going to be doing donuts for, uh, the drag queen bingo, so I'm going to maybe just slide in some art for Manila and be like, hey Manila, I saw you in, uh, the, the All Stars. Shame. I'm very sad that you got to go home. Also, your husband. Gorgeous. <laughs> but, uh, anyways, yeah, I want to maybe do that, maybe get on Katya's radar
0: because I love her. Okay. She's very funny. I'm going to end with this. You want to tell me a bit about... Okay. I'm going to... Equinox Is that... Did Geekwinox! Equinox. Geekwinox! Okay.
1: Yeah, so Equinox is one of the multiple uh, conventions that happen around the city. Mm-hmm. So that one's actually going to be happening this April. Okay. I think it's the 21st to the 23rd, I do believe. And uh, it's not free admission i think it's it's cheaper than halcon yeah. but uh, it usually happens right down at the form people grab tickets it happens for three days and you get to buy some sweet art from a bunch of local artists
0: are you doing anything for yeah. this year yeah what? yeah how my- are you gonna get time for that <laughs>
1: Ooh, who knows
0: it's uh lots of
1: uh all-nighters because uh i often do find that i work Better under pressure, which I think happens with most artists, is because uh, you don't have time to second guess yourself. Yes. So you just gotta,
0: just yeah.
1: get get it, get it done. So it's like lots of the time you're just working on the by the seam of your pants, being like, does this look good? Mm. But uh, yeah, so lots of this stuff. What I'm gonna, I have some preliminary stuff that I already have ready, mm. but um, I want to get some extra pins done because I wanted to get a pin prints, and so yeah, lots of it's just. Okay. Just you know, see what happens.
0: <laughs> okay. No, no, I'm super grateful you came. Oh today. no, thank and, you. Uh, Well, I-, I was actually expecting donuts. What's up with I that? I know. Uh, we were we only
1: had three or four kinds before I left, yeah. and I'm pretty sure the customers would jump across the counter <laughs> and strangle me if I was like, one second, guys. Going to take some donuts. And they'd be like, how dare you? Because I already had one person like stop me and be like, you should be limiting what people get. And I, was like, I can't tell people that they, they can only have two dozen then they have to go to the back of the line and get another dozen.
0: Yeah.
1: And they're just like, oh, well, what about all of us? And I'm just like, I'm sorry,
0: I can't do that. <laughs> okay.
1: Especially since that day when we sold out was because yeah. we were selling yeah, for yeah, that's yeah, the yeah, fam. Yeah, but yeah.
0: Anyways. Man, thanks for coming in, Jesse. No,
1: thank you so much.
0: This is the Blackout Podcast.